This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Happy Monday. It is one week since we first broke this story and we're still trying to get a response and action from the Ministry of Education. The issue is the false anti-Israel propaganda in grade six textbooks that are in use in eight hundred Ontario schools. The textbooks claim that Israel uses child soldiers, that it kidnaps them and forces them to fight, and that is a terrible lie. All week we've been trying to get the Minister of Education on the record. During the course of the week, we received emails from ministry staffers. One said they were monitoring the situation. Another said that they are actively engaged in monitoring the situation. The publisher has acknowledged the error and prepared a sticker to cover the offending passages, but no school is absolutely required to use this type of a patch. B'nai Brith has asked for an apology that did not come. And uh, as we said in the news, the letter signed by the minister did go out to B'nai Brith, but it is also passing the buck on this. It reads, quote, Educational publishers are responsible for ensuring the accuracy of the information contained in their products. While editing and fact-checking are critical, errors may be detected after the books are printed and published. Well, that certainly does not explain or acknowledge that a Ministry of Education committee had to approve this book for the curriculum. So, we would like to hear from you, as always, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Right now, let's go to Michael Mostyn, who is the CEO of B'nai B'rith. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm great, Libby. How are you today? Fine. So, uh, what is your reaction to this letter that you finally received from the ministry? Yeah, well, we received this letter, I guess it's dated July the 13th. And um, while it's great that we received a letter from the from the ministry and from the minister on this very important issue, um, like yourself, we we are disappointed in the response. Uh, we were looking for a lot more. Um, we were looking for some answers, and we were also looking for what's the actual response going to be. How are we going to ensure? that not one textbook remains on September 5th when classes resume. Uh, and that is completely unclear. Do you have any sense about these patches? I mean, it seems like an awkward thing, particularly going out in the summer, something that could easily get lost. Uh, are these patches actually being applied to the books? It's a great question. And uh, my understanding of these patches are there's something like a sticker. So it's a sticker of some sort that goes on because it is one offending page in this textbook. Um, but whether or not they're being applied, clearly they haven't been before Benabrith raised this issue up publicly. Um, now that there's an outcry, and, and thanks to you, Libby, um, 
hopefully more schools will address it. I, I can tell you, and I can tell your listeners, that the Toronto District School Board um, has reached out to B'nai B'rith, and they are one of 72 different school boards in the province of Ontario, but they've given assurances that all of their textbooks that, they, that are being taught in Toronto District School Board schools will be fixed. And that's great, and that's fantastic, and that's taking responsibility, but we would like to see the same thing from the 71 other school boards in the province of Ontario. Well, that is very good news, and uh, that's a good update uh, for me. Uh, I did hear uh, from the Halton Catholic District School Board, and also after we published this issue, uh, they checked. And they said they don't even use that textbook, so that's another school board that's clear uh, that does not have this problem. Uh, I don't think it was ever identified as something uh, that was in use in the Catholic school boards. Yeah, well, that's great. And that's actually why we uh, created an email address, textbook at benabrith.ca. We've been getting regular tips from the public, from parents that may have children in various schools all the way across the province. And we're trying to compile our own list so that as we get closer to September, we can ensure that if there are schools that have not through this voluntary process, replace these textbooks that that we can apply the proper pressures to ensure that they do. Okay. Now, as I said earlier this morning, I'm, I'm not a fan of when journalists complain about access because that's kind of inside baseball, but I'm going to do it because I, I think it's really uh, illust- illustrative that it illustrates uh, just... I don't know, a lack of response. And it's kind of mystifying to me because uh, I I don't see how the Ministry of Education can lose by actually responding to this uh, because, uh, for sure, it happened before the current minister's watch. But we've been trying to get her all week. um, And, uh, you know, we sort of went to, we, we cornered the premier on this, who sounded extremely surprised and assured us that, of course, the minister would respond to this. Um, we kept getting a, an answer that the minister is not available. The minister is not available. Uh, finally, we played the exchange. We sent them the exchange with the premier saying, you know, the premier, it appears the premier would want you to respond. Friday afternoon, uh, I heard from somebody saying, we'll try to get the Minister of Education for you. And by Monday morning, uh, and uh, I have no idea if this is connected or not, it looked like that person was no longer with the ministry. So, I mean, I just don't understand why the minister won't go on the record about this. Uh, I mean, for let, let's hear what the premier had to say again. For the past three years, grade six students in 800 Ontario schools have been taught that Israel forces child soldiers into combat. I'm wondering how this could have gotten through the vetting process, including the Ministry of Education. So the Minister of Education, I'm sure, will be able to speak to you about that specifically. My understanding is that it is a uh, a mistake that was um, put into a textbook by a publisher. This has nothing to do with the Ontario curriculum. And so my hope is that it's being corrected as we speak. Now, Bene Brith has asked for an apology from the Ministry of Education. They also want a retraction when new books go back into the school system to make sure that uh, they are never seen again, but the ministry has not responded to Benet Brith. 
Well, you know what? I, as I said, I know that the Minister of Education will uh, will respond, and we will certainly uh, make sure that uh, that there's an engagement with Benabrith on this. It's unacceptable. Absolutely. It's unacceptable, I'm and sure I hope it's states, right? I hope it's being correct. Well. The Minister of Education is the ministry is still here, and they will be able to they'll be able to engage with Benabrith. Well, we'll you know what we'll make sure that there is a, that there's an engagement. And as I said, I hope it's being corrected right now because it's unacceptable. Okay, well, uh, I hope it's being corrected too. But the minister certainly did not respond, and I I don't know Michael how Kathleen Wynne could say it has nothing to do with the curriculum because it was approved. For the well, curriculum. Well, it certainly should have nothing to do with the curriculum because, you know, as, as we've been all complaining about, this is false uh, and libelous information against the state of Israel. But um, there were multiple failures here. And while the textbook was drafted by the publisher and, uh, and then failed in its vetting own vetting process, and the publisher has acknowledged that and has apologized for that, there were two other levels that there was an absolute failure in vetting. There is a responsibility through the Ministry of Education to vet all of the materials and ensure that it's in compliance with the standards of the province. And the other is the, um, the CSC, um, which is a federal agency, which also oversees and makes sure that curriculum meets the Canadian standards. And there was a failure at both levels. So um, don't think it's asking a lot for an apology um, for vetting that did not take place uh, in the correct manner. Um, and, uh, and as well, th- these textbooks have been taught in schools for about three years now. So there is an apology um, that should be given to the people of Ontario for this false information. And the corrector, uh, the um, the record should be corrected. And, and at this point, not just by putting in patches or stickers into the books and to ensure that grade six students in the future understand where child soldiers are and they are not, and they are not being used in Israel, but it's a probably good opportunity to explain that within um, Gaza Strip, organizations, terrorist organizations like Hamas, do actually use child soldiers. And, and even worse, they, they propagate um, and uh, suicide bombers, and, um, and they use children for propaganda purposes for terrorist organizations. Well, I, I, I would think that it's uh, kind of most important to correct the false information. Uh, are you asking, uh, when you were in touch with the Toronto School Board, that they do something in terms of uh, in the classroom to correct this? Uh, well, that's that's what we've been looking for, is basically a holistic approach. We want to ensure that the new textbooks are being taught. The problem is, though, of course, that anyone that would have studied these textbooks in the past are no longer in grade six. So no matter what they're teaching or how they're teaching the curriculum in grade six going forward, it's not going to affect students that receive this false information in past years. Hopefully that gets corrected, uh, corrected through the ministry at their level, and hopefully there's still um, you know, global civics courses that, um, that they can correct the record. Okay, uh, let's take a couple of calls. Uh, I don't have the name of uh, this person. Hi, who am I speaking to? Hello? Hello? Uh, you're on the air. What's your name? Oh, it's Diane. Hi, Diane. Hi there. Um, yes, I'm calling. Um, I, I'm just um, shocked, really, at this. I I feel, haven't the Jewish people suffered enough? This is terrible in 2017. Mm-hmm. I'm not Jewish myself, but, um, you know, um, past history should, um, th- this is this is just terrible. Uh, as a Canadian, I apologize. And um, <laughs> I, 
all these children that have been taught this previously, I think there should be a follow-up in the next, uh, if it's three years, they should be uh, made sure that those children are taught that this is, this is not correct. And um, we gear our world on the information we're taught. And that's, that's horrendous that they're carrying that information. They don't know that it's false. Um, and not only that, it's, uh, I just think it's terrible. That's all. Okay, thank you very much, Diane, for that. Let's uh, move along to Avril in Richmond Hill. Hi, Avril. Oh, uh, hi. Um, uh, I'm getting nervous being on the phone. But anyway, um, I just, just want to say that I'm appalled by what the government is not doing, and, but I'm not surprised. And it seems when uh, it comes to uh, Israel and Jews, and even in some ways Christians, that the government never really responds uh, in in any way to what is going on. I mean, there's been terrible anti-Semitism in universities, mm-hmm. and every every time there is an issue about anti-Semitism or anti-Israel uh, feelings, uh, the government uh, just turns a blind eye. And when this issue came up a couple of weeks ago on on your uh, on this call-in uh, uh, show. I called Patrick Brown's office, mm-hmm. and I asked them to look into it. And I haven't heard back yet. That was about a week and a half or so ago. It was a week ago. Uh, yeah, and I called their office, and they took, uh, you know, my my complaint <laughs> and said it would be uh, uh, forwarded to Patrick Brown. Apparently, he didn't know about it. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, who knows who's in those offices? We did talk to uh, a critic. I think a, a lot of them were on kind of a campaign-style roadshow uh, last week, and I think it continues this week. We we did talk to MPP Gila Marto. Uh, right. I forget which day it was. Maybe it was Thursday. Yeah, she's in uh, Vaughan, I think. Right, now, yeah. she's in Richmond Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I have to say, they, they were a little difficult to access. I, I think that was just because of their schedules. But, uh, yeah. but really, it is really, I think, disappointing to see such a lack of response. And again, you know, it mystifies me as well, because, you know, you can understand when uh, you're talking about something that is, is going to do political damage. But I think we'd be talking about something that might undo it. So I don't really understand the hesitancy. I don't understand. I think, I, like I say, I think it's appalling. I just, I just don't get it. Even if, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what their personal views are. It's, 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 just, uh, it's just unacceptable that the response uh, or lack thereof so far uh, and, and not addressing this issue, and I think it has to be addressed because it's really important. Because if children in elementary school are being taught this garbage, uh, it carries on to uh, high school and university, and then you you have all of these problems. And there's enough problems right now uh, in in the universities uh, with this subject. So I just think uh, that the 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 government uh, uh, is just uh, you know, I'm I'm at a loss for words. It, oh. it, it's just totally unacceptable the way they're reacting to this and uh, and not uh, taking any responsibility. Okay, anyway, that's uh, okay, Avril. Thanks very much for that. Thank you. Okay, let's go to uh, Jerry in Burlington. Hello, Jerry. Yeah, hello, Libby. I think, and first of all, I'm not Jewish. Uh, first of all, well, 
I don't think people, and especially the government, realizes that this is not just a spelling error. It's extremely serious because it can eventually, or it can create hatred towards Jewish, young Jewish students. Well, it does affect, it does affect people. Uh, A lot of this affects people on campus. Absolutely. You know, like if I read it, I would say, oh, you know, and that that is an because we don't need that. And uh, that's why it should be corrected. And one thing, Libby, if it if it concerned another religions, and I will not say which one, because I could be accused of Islamophobia. Well, I think you've just said. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know that I said that on purpose, but I bet you that if that happened, it would be corrected immediately. And uh, the government is treating uh, people unfairly, and, uh, you know, I I think it should be corrected properly, and uh, I will myself approach my MPP and uh, raise the issue, because this is this is unbelievable. Okay, I, but I have to say that I have no issue with uh, any kind of uh, Islamophobia being corrected right away. That's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, you know, I I agree. The same standards should be applied uh, yes. to other people. And, and of that's... course, we you know we don't have uh, proof of anything like that. But I think if anything, if it shows that the government is able to deal with this stuff, then they should deal with it for everyone. Jerry, thank you very much Absolutely. for your call. Yeah, there there should be absolutely no racism targeted towards any group. Absolutely. It, no no groups. And and all that we're asking for is that the Jewish community um, uh, be treated the same as, as any other group. So I, I think the caller made an excellent point. And really, just like the Toronto District School Board has taken some responsibility and a leadership role in, in, sh- in saying, listen, we are going to ensure that uh, come September the 5th, the textbooks within our jurisdiction, they're going to be gone. We're giving you an assurance of this. That's all that we're asking for. It's a, it's a very easy way to exhibit leadership um, in government and at the various school board levels, but particularly at the government level, because there is a responsibility for a certain degree of leadership to just not say, through a voluntary process, we've let people know, but you know we don't have the responsibility at the end of the day. It's up to the individual school boards. Um, we don't uh, agree with the way that that um, has been uh, set up. Um, there should be leadership, and there should be assur- assurances that are given to all the people of Ontario that this problem will be fixed before school starts again. Uh-huh. And uh, what about uh, the demand for an apology and also for the record to be set straight for students who may have been taught that? Absolutely. Uh, and, and you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with making an apology, even if it, nobody, you know, certainly nobody is blaming the minister in this whatsoever. This, this happens all the time, I'm sure, at the bureaucratic level. Textbooks are uh, vetted and, and uh, changes are made or changes are not made. However, um, you know, that's what we are asking for is an apology, because when you go forward and you apologize, you're going to make sure that the problem gets made right. And it's going to be made right, both in the changes... Uh, to the textbook for next year and in the fact that there has been this false propaganda that's been out in the school for the last few years. Let's find a way to address that within the school systems and within the schools that were actually using the textbook. And, and you know what, Michael? I'm sorry. There are reasons. You know, you become a cabinet minister and the reason is that you are responsible for it. The, so the buck, the I would say... stop somewhere. Exactly. The, that old line, the buck stops here. Well, if you're a cabinet minister, 
the buck stops uh, at your office. And, and really, uh, I think there should be more of a response. Michael, uh, we're out of time on this. Uh, anything else you'd like to leave us with? Uh, no, just thank you so much, Libby, for, for keeping this up, um, because with your help, uh, I'm sure that, uh, that we're all going to uh, uh, get these textbooks off, of the, uh, off the shelves in these schools. So thank you to all of your listeners, and uh, please, you know, all of them, continue your advocacy, call up your local schools, uh, and, uh, and if you do find out that it's still being used or it hasn't been replaced, please let us know and, and let Libby know so we can follow up. Okay, thank you so much, Michael Mostyn from B'nai B'rith. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.